Hey, you are listening to the Bright and Bubbly podcast. We are here to just pop in real quickly and let you know that this episode is a little different than normal. Yes, we have such a special guest on the podcast, and she is talking about her testimony, her life, um, and what that involved. And so sometimes we have to go through hard things, and God uses that. But sometimes the hard things are a little intense. So just as a warning, we dive into deep things. Um, So there you go. If you have little ears, uh, this might not be the episode to listen to. It's still going to be bright. It's still going to be bubbly, but it gets into some more adult topics. And we would love just to protect your little ears um, that might be listening and also just encourage you that this is a podcast you're going to want to listen to just to be mindful of it. Yes. Be blessed. Thanks. Welcome to the Bright and Bubbly Show with Tori and Elizabeth. We are so happy you clicked play. I am loving today just because we've had so many fun things happen. And the second thing that's fun today is we have a guest on our podcast. Angela is here joining us. She is also another person that we both were like, we need her on the podcast and we finally have you. So welcome on in. We are so excited. And I I feel like everybody, you are in for a treat because just what has been laid on her heart, I feel like the Lord is like, yes. And I, I'm just like, so excited to hear more and learn more. Yeah. Um, so Angela, tell us a little bit about yourself. Some fun things about you. Um, well, I feel like as far as looks go, I am a blonde five foot one absolutely short still feel like a kid sometimes person um I have three children and um a husband and I just started homeschooling this year so that's been pretty fun that is cool definitely one of the things that I would say that I was so excited to hear from you about because I mean I was homeschooled so anytime that I get to hear that from someone I'm like yes you're brave (laughs) because now I know the value of what my mom was doing and Mm. the sacrifice when as a kid they can't thank you they they don't know how to thank you for taking the time to do that just like they don't always know how to thank a teacher like you Tori like yep and so I'm so so excited that you're homeschooling (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's been a journey already and we're only like 10 days in so uh, (laughs) yeah I I can tell why people say it's a sacrifice at this point and I'm also like am I doing this right and so there's a lot that goes into homeschooling I did not think um that it would be so rewarding so quickly but also so challenging and like I've been questioning myself so much just already just within 10 days so that's you know, if God hadn't directed it, I definitely wouldn't be there. Um, but that, that's, um, part of the story, I guess. Yeah. How many did you do? Did you do three or is there any more things that you want to share? Uh, I think that's three. I think I'm short. I have a husband and three kids and I'm a homeschooling mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some very interesting things though. That's great. That's good stuff. Yes. So just go ahead and just dive right in. Okay. So, um, first some background on how I know you guys, I think that that'll be like very important to the story. Um, so 
Tori and I have known each other literally forever, like, or at least known of each other literally forever. Um, So my grandmother was the preschool Sunday school teacher at the church that we all still attend. And um, her brother and herself were always in class with us during Sunday school. (laughs) And we used to play with this rice table. And there's all these things, all these memories of Tori. And we had so much fun as little kids. So I just think that that's important to know that there's always been some form of relationship. And so Tori has watched from the sidelines as my life unraveled and got put back together again. And then also, um, Elizabeth, you and I have watched each other from the sidelines as well and only just recently became closer. Um, And I think that that's important too. We went on a mission trip together. That was a very important part of my journey. Um, And so knowing that you guys have watched me And so you, while you might not know it, people like you are the reason that I came back to church and also the reason I ran. So those Mm. are, that's good to know. (laughs) Right. Both. Cause sometimes I feel like you can focus on one, you Mm -hmm. can focus on, oh, we might be the ones that scared people away, but not always the ones that brought them in. Or we might always think about the positive and not the negative, like vice versa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um where to start there are so many different places to start in the story so I'll start from where the choices became my own so um at a young age um I had some sexual trauma and so for those reasons I decided to take my sexual health into my own hands and stop playing by the rule book that God created for us. And so when I started making those choices, I decided that um, I wasn't good enough for church anymore and that I was going to succumb to this idea of all I'm good for is sexual encounters, um, almost like a money exchange. It was Mm -hmm. just, it was just a quick exchange. It was nothing that was like, um, a soul tie. I didn't understand what that was at 13. I had no idea what that was, but that's really when things started changing for me was at 13. So my first sexual encounter that was my own choice was at 13. Um, and so I think that that's important to go back to where I was at in church at that time. So at that time we had just lost our, um, middle school youth pastors at Brightmore. And they walked me through one of the worst seasons of my life at that point. Um, So my mother was getting a divorce from my stepdad, who was the abuser in my situation. Um, And I can speak more freely about that now because he's no longer with us. He's um, passed on. And um, so because that divorce was happening, there was a space that was missing in my life. And I wanted to fill it with what was comfortable instead of going the route that I knew I needed to go. So going more towards um, the world, as we would call it, versus digging deeper into the Bible and into church, because I didn't want to start a new relationship with the new pastor. I didn't want to start over again. I didn't want to, all these things I didn't want to do, but I wasn't focusing, especially at 13, right? What 13 year old is going to make the kind of choices that make sense at that time. Um, So I started down this path of um, a back and forth. 
Um, I was always the kid at the altar going, God, I don't understand why I keep making these choices. I don't understand why I feel your calling on my life, but I cannot fight this physical reality and do what you're asking of me. I'm not capable. I'm not strong enough. So I was, I was the kid at all of the retreats, at all of the um, conventions that was just like worshiping my heart out because I, ha- I felt like I had no answers. But as I grew and as I got to know God better and as I came closer to him and just to do that back and forth yo-yo thing, I realized, hold on guys, sorry. Yeah. This is perfect because like, even as you're talking about your story, like already, like you keep on coming to the chase of like what God's done. Like yeah, you, yeah. It, you like already came in and like, we're like, Hey, tell us some things about you. And everything that you said is like this abundance, this blessing. And it's also like, a, a, an assurance of where you're placed. Yeah. And so it's like, wow. Cause I don't even think we introduce like what we're going to talk about that. Like, we're going to actually get into your story yeah. and you're yeah. like the first person that's come on. That's like actually getting to share like their story per se. And I think it's beautiful. So you can jump right back in, but that was <laughs> awesome that like, even having your son come in is like, Oh, wait a second. As you're even talking about something bad, like, Whoa, you would have never dreamed back then that God, while you were doing the yo-yo, that yeah. God would bring this and and would bring you into this part of the season of life. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, my kids are absolutely one of the most redemptive parts of my life, but that goes into um, another thing. So I'm going to jump back to where I was so that we can get to a scripture verse and what came of it for me. Um, so I was yo-yoing back and forth, trying to figure out why my emotions weren't aligning with the discipline that I knew I wanted. And so I kept allowing the emotions of life to um, have the final say rather than the discipline that had been taught to me for years at this point, right? I grew up in church. I went to Sunday school. I knew all of the basics of the Bible. I even went to a private Christian school that was even more strict than the church's school. So like I knew what I was supposed to be doing, but what I (laughs) almost like what Paul says, right. It's like what I want to do. I don't, and what I don't want to do, I'm doing. And so that's, um, that's what I'm currently going through in that season of life is like, I know all of these things. And it's like, even, um, even when I thought about David, and, and this is where sin is so funny because it's like, oh, well, David did it and he was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Paul killed a bunch of people. I'm not killing anybody. It's like, okay, but that's not what God called you to. It doesn't matter what somebody else's story is. Right. If God has called you to something else, even if that's marriage, okay? If God didn't call you to marriage and you choose to get into that kind of covenant outside mm-hmm. of God's will, you're still outside of God's will. I love what you said about, even if you're doing it, it's, if it's outside of God's will, it's still outside. It's outside of God's will. So it's not going to be successful, you know? Right. Right. So, um, and, and so that brings me into where I met Leela's dad. So Leela is my oldest daughter. She is such a blessing. Anyone that knows her knows that she is a joy to be around. She is everything that I never knew I needed. And so it's really, um, 
she's an amazing testimony to God's redemptive story in my life. But all of that being said, Leela um, came from a, a situation where I was not um, married and I was choosing to live out the, the emotional desires rather than the discipline. And um, her dad and I were together for, I want to say five years. Um, and what happened during that time was that we went through a lot of sexual sin, even within our monogamous relationship. So we were supposed to be only joined to each other. We had said that that's what we were going to do. We even, um, in our ignorance, we were like, well, we're biblically married, so we're married. It's fine. It's not the same thing. The no. commitment wasn't there. It is not the same thing. But you were trying. You were like hiding, but not, but trying to make it happen. And you're like, mm. well, I might already be going somewhere, but at least it's not as bad as this. It's almost right. like- like you're trying to fit something into a box and you're like, it's just, it's fitting, but no, it's not like, right. We're just going to keep stuffing it. And it kind of looks like when you have to sit on top of the, um, the travel suitcase to try and zip it, but it still is not zipping. That's exactly what was going on. It was like, I'm just going to force this to fit into my biblical worldview. Mm. And there was no forcing it to fit because it was wrong. Period. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, Wow. Can I go back just one step? Yeah, I feel like absolutely. we may have missed like one or two things. So we, you introduced us to like this 13 year old, you then like going to the altar, doing all this stuff. So yeah. instead of filling, um, your heart and all this hole with the things that need to be filled, you found this relationship, right? Yeah. To relationships. Be, okay. Relationships yeah. to be the thing. So now we're moving forward. We're getting on. So you get into this relationship with, with this one guy. It's supposed to look this way. Might even like be a little bit better now. Cause you're like, it's the one guy, all this. Mm-hmm. And yet yep. it doesn't. Yeah. Work. So, um, so we're talking about probably like a four year gap where I'm yo-yoing between like having sex for like three months and then taking like six months off and being like, no, I'm going to be a clean Christian. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to be better. And then something happens, whether that be drama at home, whether that be just my own like urges, because once you unlock that seal, it's not easy anymore to stay in control of it. So um, no matter what was going on, it was still a back and forth. Um, Thing that was going on so um and I feel like it was always at a convention or something that I was like okay god I'm gonna do better I'm gonna do better this is this is it for me I'm not going back again and how good is our god that even after at least 20 times of me going back and forth with this he still chose to redeem my situation like that is just he's such a good god um so Leela came about because of a situation where I said, you know what, I'm with this one guy, maybe like the state's version of marriage doesn't really matter. Totally lost in my own, what I thought was correct. Um, so I'm just going to have um, sex with only one person and I'll be biblically married to that person. I know this person. Well, that only worked for so long because when you're sinning, you're sinning. Mm-hmm. And um, so there came a time where 
um, it was said to me that if I wanted to be married, that I had to meet his mother. So his mother lived all the way in California. And um, I don't know if you both remember this or not, but in 2014, I moved across the world to California to try to rectify this relationship that I'm saying to myself, this was God ordained. I wouldn't have conceived if it wasn't God ordained. Well, that baby might have been God's way of ordaining my life back to him, but that didn't ordain the knowing of that person. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) the way that God stepped into my life and like showed me that I needed to do better was through that little girl. She Mm -hmm. is the reason that I finally said, I'm not going to deal with what I've put myself through anymore because whatever I allow for myself, she'll allow for herself. And I am not doing that. Ooh, ouch. Ooh, that one hurts. Yeah. So that one is like that. That's the main, that's the main thing that brought me back. And so when I came back from California after only three months, because I had told myself I'm moving out there for a lifetime, like this is it. After three months, I'm back in Michigan at my grandparents' house going, now what? I'm a single mom. I have nobody to help me with this kid that's like a partner. What do I do? And so one of my friends um, told me about a position at Burger King that was open. And I was like, okay, it's something, it's money. Let's, let's start something. Um, And that really put me on the map for getting my life back in track on track. I started going back to church on Sundays, on Sunday nights with the people that are my age, our age. Then I started Um, coming to Wednesday night services for Bible study and bringing some of my Burger King crew with me. So like God is starting to show me my leadership qualities Mm -hmm. while I'm there Mm -hmm. because I started from the bottom. I started at cashier level and worked all the way up within a year to assistant manager. That doesn't really happen all that often. So Yeah, within a year, I went from a nobody, just a regular everyday cashier, to running the dinner shift, then running the breakfast and lunch shift, then being just a team lead in general, making the schedules all the way up to ordering the food for the whole restaurant. So God is showing me again, he didn't make me to sit on the sidelines as much as I like to hide in the shadow. That's not what he created me to do. That's where I live at though. I love sitting in the shadows. I love, love hiding out in the nursery. I love being behind the closed doors and just being like, hi guys, your kid did great. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. That's nope. not where God called me to though. And so even that we're getting to that point too. So Whew. I'm going to bring up, Romans 8.28. And um, for most of most of the well-versed people, um, we're going to know this one, but it says, and we know that all things work together for the for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purposes. Okay. Now, I want to preface this by saying our sin is not um how how do they word this? Um 
all things are not inclusive of our sin and negligence, because that would mean that we are excusing our sin by maintaining that God will work it out for good. I am not. Hold on. Absolutely. You've got to say that again. That was, (laughs) whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so the all things does not include our sin and negligence, because that would mean that we can excuse our sin by maintaining that God will work it out for good. Mm. Mm. So I am in no way excusing my sin. However, I will say that our God redeems even in the darkest place. My sin is not excused just because he had a good plan for my life, but because I continued to go back and run back to him, run back to his arms, run back to his love, he can now use that situation for his good. But on the reverse side of that, had I chose not to, he could have turned me over to my sin because there's another verse in the Bible that talks about that as well. And I didn't get the reference for that one, but he will turn us over to our own sin if we're not willing to change and do better. I could have easily been one of the people that he just said, okay, let me know when you're ready to come back. So all things work together. I am a firm believer that all of my things worked together exactly the way that God intended for them to, because I continued to run back to him. Um, Leela is the product of sin, but she's also such a blessing and the main physical contributor to me being back at church and being who I am today. Um, I have this saying that Leela is my backbone and Kian is my heart. Leela taught me how to stand up on my own two feet. Kian taught me that it's okay to wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm. So, and then Lily is my joy. (laughs) She is just the culmination of everything. And it's such a beautiful story because they're like mile markers for me. Had I not had Leela, I might still be in that mess. But Leela is my reason for walking away from my sin and choosing to turn and do what I knew I was supposed to be doing the whole time. Kian is my heart because when I was in my um, when I was in my situation uh, with Chris, I had a choice to make, and we can get back to that. But I had a choice to make, and within that choice I chose correctly which was me proving to myself that I was no longer so selfish in my choices but that I'd rather follow God's design um even though I got into that situation by not following God's design again Mm. and Lily is my joy because she is everything that um reproducing a child should look like and god's full redemption was shown throughout that pregnancy so man well we're gonna definitely like have to come back to you and then like we'll introduce the next time that we have you on to continue it'll be the next episode that we're gonna release um so we'll do them back to back so that no one has to wait too super long but we'll get back into and kind of like dive into like what happened after your first one as in your first kid and like what God's done 
from there and the continuing of that redemption and hopefully like gain some more people to come listen because um, already you're speaking truth. I can see that God's word has transformed you because you um, have a different understanding of what's actually right and what's wrong versus your own standard of it. Cause I feel like that's so easy yeah. for us to initially like have, like, I, I, I think I know what's right. Oh, we're just going to go with this. Like that's that sinful nature coming in because when you don't have Jesus to be the thing that's guiding you and, and giving you that, that measurements of certain standards, like you, you can wander. And so I appreciate that you kind of shared that a little bit. You didn't dive in so deep that you're like, Telling us like, like all the way, but you shared enough that like, we can see the freedom and the transformation now. Yes. Really? Like, like you said at the beginning, like we've known you, well, me known you for a a while and just hearing the background of things. And I'm like, yeah, I do remember when you almost, when you went to California, it was like, you fell off the face of the earth and where did she go? And I remember that too. Like, oh my gosh. So that's where you were. And like giving, like just me now seeing your timeline and looking back and being like, wow, like it just is, it, 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 it's awesome to hear. And just to see all that God has done. And, and it's just like, God is not done with us. Like God does not it's just, it blows my mind that before you, Angelo, were formed in your mother's womb, he saw every little thing. And yet he still said, yep, here she goes. Like this, this is her story. This is everything is laid out. And so it's just, it it truly is just so amazing to see. And um, I can't wait to hear more. And it's just amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, especially cause like God, God is using you. And so thanks. For yeah. Convenient. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one thing that when COVID happened, I know it's something we're going to probably talk about for years was, yeah, we could still see people on zoom. Yeah. We could talk to people, but we weren't always talking about what God was doing. And as in like the celebrating of God is doing something still because he's constantly moving. And so you kind Mm -hmm. of even are now like sharing with us something that like growing up, like I remember who you were friends with in youth group. Remember Mm -hmm. when you were walking around, I remembered when you weren't around. I remember when you came back and I'm like, she has a cute little one, like little (laughs) things like that. And then like, and then getting to know even your daughter more before I actually got to know you, like that's like also blows my mind. Um, and then also just seeing like the faith of your grandmother, like, I'd love to bring that up next time and kind of talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit, if you're okay with bringing her into the story. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just even like a hint, everyone. So stay tuned, come back, <laughs> but we are going to pause right here. And one thing we love to do on our show is talk about something that's bright and bubbly, something that's encouraging and something that is fun. And so if you wouldn't mind Angela closing us out with that, and then Tori will like actually say goodbye, but tell us something bright and something bubbly because next time we're going to ask you it again. So you're going to have a whole nother <laughs> list of them. You get two, but most people only get one. <laughs> um. I don't know. Whenever I think of bright and bubbly, I literally think of um, sunshine and bubbles with like the rainbow. Yes. Oh, God's promises are shown even in each little bubble. There you go. Okay. That was fun because you took me on a a journey there. And that was encouraging because, huh, I like it. 
Oh, now I'm gonna think of every time I think of bright and bubbly. Now I'm gonna. <laughs> now I want to change your logo. Cloud <laughs> and bubbles and every yeah. I'm like, oh, I love it. I don't think I'm ever gonna look at bubbles the same either. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was cool. That was fun. Well, guys, go out, <laughs> be blessed, encourage somebody. Have an amazing day. <laughs>